We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. are you on this fine day? I'm so honored to be just spending some time with you, maybe a bit of a heart connection here, a bit of a conversation. I imagine sitting across from you having a cup of your favorite beverage. I'm having a cappuccino and just hanging out, hanging out in the space of the heart. So here's a question for you. Have you paid attention? Have you listened to the voice in your head? Have you been an observer as thoughts flow through your mind. I know when I first did this, I was a little bit shocked at how unkind I was. And I think that was because I was essentially unkind to me. I was not kind. I was not patient. I was not loving to myself. The voice in my head was not my friend. And it seems to me that as human beings, our minds are active. We talk to ourselves a lot. So is the one talking to you and about you supportive or critical, positive or negative, friend or foe? As I mentioned, my voice was not kind. It was constantly berating me and telling me what was wrong with me and why I was not good or lovable. And of course, it's no surprise that my life wasn't working very well. Our lives are a reflection of our inner thoughts, our inner beliefs, our inner state. And if our inner reality is not one of kindness, affection, compassion, how is it possible for our lives to show up in that way? I was trying to work from the outside in, trying to put on a false mask to get people to approve of me or love me or see me as something valuable or important, but it never worked because our lives are a reflection. It's sort of like wanting to look fit and beautiful, but you're not taking responsibility for your diet or your workout regimen. There's no way you can really be reflected back to accurately if you're not taking responsibility. So eventually my life got so um, painful, so bad, so awful, so rotten that I was, I guess, inspired to finally start to take greater responsibility. It's time to wake up. So as I was driving along and I was listening to this voice in my head telling me how stupid and lazy and fat and ugly I was and no wonder nobody loved me, I was like, wow, that is pretty cruel. And as often happens when the student is ready, the teacher appears. I stumbled upon um, an article in a local magazine about school and education and spiritual psychology and I decided to step into that space to see if it was a fit. And thank goodness it was. It was time to wake up. And what I realized I was waking up to was my divine nature. I believe the divine nature of every single one of us is love. It is compassion. It is kindness. It is sweetness. It is affection. But sometimes life beats us up and we start to buy into these messages and notions and 
reflections that um, we're not enough or that we're not good or that we're not worthy. We start to believe it and then we internalize it. And then our life becomes a reflection of that until we finally turn inward and upward with the intention and desire maybe to wake up to the truth of who we are. So this is what I've come to know. Self-talk, that conversation we have within ourselves is the most powerful form of communication available to us because it either empowers us or it defeats us. I like this saying, I, I get these um, newsletters and daily um, emails from Tut, the universe. And they often say, be mindful of your self-talk. It's a conversation with the universe and thoughts become things. So choose good ones. So yes, the way we talk to ourselves creates our reality. So are you speaking to yourself as an uplifter, as a supporter, as a cheerleader? And if you're not, Perhaps start to pay attention and set that intention to become your own best friend. I think when we do this, that's when we can really start to become better friends with the divine who wants to love us, but will not force this friendship or relationship upon us. We have to be open. We are not robots. We were given free will and choice. We can do this on our own or we can turn our face to the divine and say, you know what? I need some help. I need some guidance. I'd like to feel better. I'd like my life to work better. I'd like to be in friendship and partnership with you. We have to invite it if we want to really come into that way of being that is connected, that is aligned, that is love. I'm of the belief, and I wonder if you are as well, that the animating force of The universe is love. I had to start to believe this, at least crack my mind open to the possibility that this was true before I could relax and really receive this and live this way of being. It has to start with the intellectual understanding or at least the possibility, well, that maybe, maybe life is on our side. Maybe God is love. And I don't know about you. I experienced a lot of things in church that were in the name of God that were not love. It kind of traumatized me a little bit. And I threw the baby out with the bathwater. But what I've learned is religion isn't necessarily a spiritual friendship. To me, Spirituality is that personal relationship, that personal friendship with the divine. And religion can usher us in that direction. I'm not saying that religion is bad. It's just maybe not for everyone. And it was for me for a while until it wasn't. And then it was time for me to go deeper and take greater responsibility for opening my heart to connecting with God as my friend my friend, my cheerleader, somebody who wants to see me happy and um, healthy, wants me to win. As I think we can navigate from that place of separation and um, ego is another word for it. And I think we all do it. I think it's 
part and parcel of the way that we tend to come into the world and want to navigate. But eventually it gets to the place it's not working anymore. And it's usually heartbreak that opens our mind and heart to the possibility of relaxing and turning our face to God. Or maybe we're not relaxed. Maybe we're fighting the whole way. <laughs> I think I, I fought a lot until there was just no fight left. And I was just like, okay, I, I seriously have to do something different. My health was in shambles. My relationships were basically non-existent. My fiance left me, all my friends had left me. And I can understand why I was pretty, I, I was unhappy. I was miserable. Um, my finances, there were none. <laughs> so there was no place else to go. There was nothing else to do. I couldn't run anymore. There was no room left on the leash. And it was either like, I need to figure out how to do something differently, or I need to just, you know, hit the reset button and maybe commit suicide and go home because I'd made such a mess of my life. But I think it was a mess because I was trying to do it by myself. And we get to the place in our lives, it's sort of like it's time to go to high school or it's time to go to college and you can't avoid it any longer. It was time for me to go for my upper level spiritual education. And fortunately, life got to the place it was unworkable. And I finally said, okay, let's do this. I'm opening my mind and heart to receiving some guidance, receiving some support. I can't do this anymore. And that's when it was sort of like the, the uh, heavy, dense, thick, gray clouds started to part. And there was a, a ray of sunshine that came through. I felt a little bit of a, an inspiration. And that was what guided me and led me to the school that I ended up going to for um, spiritual psychology. Things started to make a lot more sense in that room. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Our nature is of spirit which is love, which is peace, which is compassion, which is bliss. But we were born into a reality of duality. This planet is um, intense. There's a lot of different things going on here. We um, are experiencing things like fear and judgment and anger and arguing and disagreements and black, white, right, wrong, good, bad. Democrat, Republican, <laughs> get the COVID shot, don't get the COVID shot. People can get on either side of these arguments and just go round and round and round and round. But that's the deal here. It's a reality of duality. We didn't leave heaven to come to heaven. We came, we left heaven to come and have this experience of different separation, um, contrast. It's not the enemy. It's uh, just a way that we can experience our individuality. And I think once we really start to get it, we can observe it without it creating a lot of discord and pain in our own psyche, our own mind, in our heart, in our lives. We can observe without evaluating. I like that saying, to observe without evaluating is the highest form of intelligence. 
And I think this is what Jesus said when he said, be in the world, but not of it. Be in the world, but not of it. We are of spirit. We are star step. If we can remember the truth, our divine nature, that we are love, that we are compassion, that we are light, that we are grace, and reside in this world of contrast, being able to witness the insanity and chaos, but not allow it to infect us or whip us around and beat us up and hurt us to the degree that we are erecting heart walls and feeling disconnected from our own nature. I think when we can relax and remember the truth while navigating this reality, not only do we suffer less, we become bringers of light. There's another saying in The Course in Miracles, the rules of the universe are 180 degrees away from the rules of this world. So which God do you choose? Do you choose to allow this world, this reality to be your higher power? Do you choose to allow money and power and people and other um, other people's thoughts of who you are to be your guiding light? Or are you willing to open your mind to the possibility that there's a higher order, a higher order? And it takes faith. But faith the size of a mustard seed can end up taking root and growing and anchoring you in a way that can usher in strength, courage, miracles, grace, ease, authentic power, and ever-expanding love. I know this was true for me. When I opened that magazine back in Los Angeles when I was in so much pain and I saw this article and this advertisement for this education in spiritual psychology, it was like a ray of hope. It opened my mind and heart to something. It was the size of a mustard seed. It was a little crack in this very thick pea soup fog of sun. But I followed that. And when I got into the classroom, I saw this shelf of books. And there were so many of the books that were on that shelf that were already on my shelf at home. To me, that felt like, huh, wasn't that interesting? A lot of synchronicity. Lots of books by um, Joan Boryshenko and Deepak Chopra and um, Gary Zukov, Seed of the Soul. I was like, this is the stuff that I love. So it was sort of like maybe my soul was guiding me this direction the whole time. And I just wasn't quite ready to step into the river until I was. And again, pain was what inspired me to do that. The pain of trying to do life alone. I love the book Proof of Heaven by Evan Alexander. And, uh, you know, he didn't necessarily believe in God. He thought consciousness existed in the mind until he went into a coma and had all these incredible experiences and and started to have some awarenesses and understanding of the, the power, the majesty and the nature of God, which is love. And he stepped into the river. He became this light worker, truth seeker, truth speaker. I've had him on the show a few times. It was quite extraordinary. And he said, God knows 
God knows how painful it is to leave to live in separation, perceived separation for even a second. And I think some people live in that separation a lifetime. And I think that is hell. To live in disconnection, to live in separation, to live in isolation, that sense of being alone. That was my experience of hell. I don't know if that's something that you can relate to. And there can be period of time where we're starting to move into another way of being like the teeter-totter starting to flip over and it gets stuck on the fulcrum for a little while, but it's an important part of the process as we open our mind and heart to the possibility that there's another way of being to that way of being of partnering with the divine. The ego doesn't like this work at all. The ego wants to be in control, wants to be in the driver's seat. It wants to, to be in charge. And you've probably heard the saying, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. And I think that's a, that's a comment about the ego. You can look at that from the perspective of ego. My ego was pretty significant. And it wasn't that I felt I was superior. I just felt very separate, that I had to do it on my own. I didn't feel superior at all. In fact, I felt very inferior. And that's when we wear the false mask. I felt so inferior that the commentary in my mind was constantly negative. I was not on my side. But here's the deal. God loves us, each and every one of us, equally, incredibly, unconditionally, substantially. And I thought for some reason that I was less than anyone else. And the ego can do that to us. I'm superior, I'm inferior. I'm superior, I'm inferior. I felt dreadfully inferior. That's why I wore the false mask. It would take so much time to do my hair and makeup. I did everything I could to posture and pretend and pose that I was someone because I felt like no one. It was a false mask. But the bigger they are, the thicker the false mask, the harder the awakening, the more painful and challenging the coming to the knees can be. But thank God I was in so much pain that I did finally come to my knees and ask God for some help. I invited him in. And I think it was Marion Williamson that said in The Course of Miracles that um, God is like the bridegroom. Jesus is like the bridegroom. He's not going to force himself into our chamber. He's not going to inflict himself on us. But once we invite him in, he's never going to leave. And I'm so glad I invited God in. I'm so glad he's never left. And there have been times where it's like, okay, things are, things are working now. I invited God in, things are working pretty well now. And then it's sort of like I would uh, try to get back into the driver's seat and take charge, take control. And then I would hit a wall again, fall to my knees. I've done this repeatedly, probably thousands of times where I'm finally like, okay, God, I'm inviting you back into the driver's seat. And it was, it was at a literal car wreck that occurred about 10 years ago where I was like, okay, I think I get it. <laughs> I cannot do life on my own. And it was then that I decided and committed that I will never start a day again without devoting myself and inviting God into the driver's seat of my life. So for the last 10 years, that's exactly what I've done. I start every day on my knees. I start every day inviting God into the driver's seat and devoting myself to spirit 
saying, I don't want to do this alone. I want to do this in friendship, partnership, cooperation, relationship with you, God. Roma Downey wrote a book called Box of Butterflies, and she said something so beautiful. And I say this often in my prayers and conversations with God. God, less of me, more of you. Less of me, more of you. Making the space for the divine to flow through me and into my life. Direct, guide, um, celebrate with me and through me. And it's been a blast. And I think God wants to gift us and bless us, guide us, direct us, and um, support us in manifesting our heart's greatest desires. But we don't always know what's going to bring us joy. God does. I was going on a particular direction in my life thinking I wanted this and wanted that, wanted to do this, wanted to do that, and that it would eventually bring me joy when I got to that place of manifesting what my mind wanted me to manifest. And, um, you know, it never did. Never brought me joy. And I was like, well, if it's not that, what is it? And that was another conversation with God. It's like, I'm not sure what I should be doing, but I suspect at this point, you do. You know, you know my highest contribution. You know my talents, my gifts, my propensities. You know my heart. So I'm just going to relax and keep my eye, my eyes singularly focused on you. You guide me, lead me, direct me on the path you would have me walk from my highest good and the highest good of all concerned. So if you're open to this, I would love to do a simple prayer just about this very thing for you, for me, for anyone whose heart is open and available to have this kind of conversation. It's a very simple prayer. Dear Father, Mother, God, Lord of all creation, just now I'm inviting you into my life. And for the dear one that is spending time with me, with you, with us here and now, I'm asking for a special prayer and blessing that you guide us, lead us, hold our hands, hold our hearts, and walk with us, leading us on the path you would have us journey on with grace, with ease, with clarity, with God winks, with miracles, and with synchronicity. Bring to us what is ours, who is ours, and what you would like us to do by divine right with support, with grace, with ease. May you bless the dear one that is listening to my voice right now with support, with guidance from their angels, with love. May you bless them with their heart's greatest desires, even if they don't know right now what those desires may be. Dear God, we devote our friendships to you, our finances to you, our relationships, our health, our bodies, our minds to you. Make our path straight for our highest good and the highest good of all concerned. May we be light workers, bringers of peace, bringers of love. May we usher in more of you with joy, with celebration with fun, with prosperity, with grace, with ease, and of course, with ever-expanding love. We can never thank you enough, but we will continue to try.
Thank you, thank you, thank you. And so it is. So my dear one, my sweet thing, my soul sibling, I hope the voice in your head is one of kindness, of affection, of sweetness. I hope you you are your own cheerleader. And if you're not, relax your mind and tap into your heart and invite God to speak to you and through you, to guide you, direct you, and lead you. It's going to take you someplace extraordinary, something you can't even imagine. Just trust this. You are loved. You are priceless. You are precious from the perspective of the divine and from the perspective of me. I would love to hear from you. Please be in touch. TammyBPhD at gmail.com. Go to my website, TammyBPhD. Find me on Facebook, Journey to Center. And please know I'm so grateful for your presence in my life. I would love to hear from you. God bless you. I love you. Take good, gentle, loving, kind, compassionate, affectionate care of yourself and to see how life shifts around that. Onward and upward. Bye for now. Thank you.